I thought it was about time we had an advisor on the show because we haven't had many financial advisors on Good Returns TV. So I'd like to welcome Kat Church from the insurance people. Uh, she has this great title of Head of Client Engagement, so yeah. not just an advisor anymore. No, no, all about trying to improve the client experience. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No, no, it's great to have you here, and we're going to talk about MDRT later on as well, because cool. you're the, the chair in New Zealand here. Yeah. yeah. So first up, um, the hot topic, replacement business. So why do you think we need to change the conversation around replacement business and make it more positive than it's been? All we hear at the moment is the churn debate, mm. but there isn't actually any conversation going on around the good reasons why business replacement should, mm. should occur. You know, the, there are very old policies that are sitting out there that mm. aren't serving our clients. The policy wordings we have today are so much more flexible, um, but we're not actually discussing that. Setting a standard, um, helping our clients de-risk, and just making sure that they have a better outcome. A lot of the negative stuff is coming from people like the regulators and the yep. FMA and people like that. Do you think they actually understand the issues? No. No? No. Um, look, full respect to them. They're in a position that they need to be in. But I'd really love them to come and walk in my shoes. Mm. Walk in my shoes when I have a phone call from a client who has breast cancer and I have to sit there and think, which wording is she on? Mm -hmm. Stage two, is she going to get a full payout on her trauma cover or is she not going to get a full payout on her trauma mm -hmm. cover because the reinsurer has changed and the wordings aren't improving. Yeah. And so I'd love them to walk in our shoes a little bit to sort of understand why there is good business mm -hmm. replacement. Do, do, you, do you think it is as big a problem as they make it out to be? No. Mm -hmm. I, I look, there are some claims mm -hmm. in the industry that do not get paid because mm -hmm. someone has moved someone from one industry, mm -hmm. uh, one insurer to another. It's going to happen. Mm. We've got to learn how to mitigate that, how to de-risk that, and that's the message I think we should be talking about. So, so what is good practice around replacement business? Oh, my brokers love me for this one. <laughs> so we've got a really, really robust process, mm. and um, it's hard for some to actually to, to follow, I'll be mm. honest. Mm. Uh, you know, there, there's a big engagement around what covers they do have, mm -hmm. really good analysis around whether or not it's fit for purpose, mm. Uh, all our statement of advice will actually offer staying where they are as well as improving their situation mm. to mm. potentially other insurers, if so, if, mm. it, if it warrants. Uh, but when we get into the actual underwriting stage, mm. that's where all the information comes out. So I encourage my clients to get hold of their own medical, under, um, medical notes mm -hmm. so that they themselves can understand what their, their doctors have been writing about them because mm. invariably they just don't know that their doctor noted about the stress in 2019. Yeah. Um, which is a hot to topic for underwriters. Um, so we'll get them engaging in that, mm. we'll get them understanding. I prefer to do bloods and medicals mm. at underwriting time because it gets rid of issues. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll also get every application has to have an ACC claims history and that's gold. So it takes 24 hours for us to obtain an ACC claims history on a client. So it's not an onerous thing. Mm. And I know insurers that are actually doing it at claim time now. So if you've got a musculoskeletal claim, yeah. they are actually getting that document at the wrong time of the process when mm. we should be doing it at the front so end. So how hard is it to get ACC? It's a form signature yeah. with some information on there giving me permission to go and obtain mm. it. Yeah. And you know, I'm sitting in front of a tradie who, who invariably just wants to get on with whatever yeah. he's doing. He's busy, he's, he's a yeah. small businessman, he wants to get on. And he's not put anything in the forms mm. around his back, his shoulders, his knees. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get a 10-page ACC claims history. And wow, wow, what, a pay, what an amazing um, document 
yeah. to be able to show people what disclosure so, is so, all about. So do you think many advisors are doing that? I like to share it with as many people as I can, <laughs> um, and, and it's growing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but nowhere near enough. I don't even think, think people know about it, and that's the conversation I'm trying to sort of put out there. So are the insurers giving like best practice guides to advisors around how to do replacement business? I don't think I know of one document yet, and if there is one, please get them to send it to me. Yeah, I've okay. not seen one. And the is that something they could do? Yeah, really, yeah. they really could. Mm. Um, but why aren't their underwriters asking for it? If mm. it takes me a day mm. to mm. get that, then mm. why don't they? because mm. it actually is free it's available it doesn't cost them to, yeah. to, 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 to receive it so what can you do to de-risk a person's situation so that you can make sure that they do get their claim paid at yeah. claim time well the key is is to actually follow that process all the way through mm. when I place somebody with an insurer I've only got an intent of a claim being paid if it needs to be so mm. I've got to make sure that they understand those disclosure mm. regimes and we do help them through that mm. um, Sometimes they may actually be moving to a policy where there is going to be more exclusions. Mm, mm. But if they're engaged in that process, if they understand the reasons why the new products are actually better for them, fit for purpose, um, they're okay with it. It's yeah. when they get to claim time and they suddenly get asked about the asthma or asked about a problem with sinusitis that mm. actually doesn't relate to their current claim that they get titchy. Mm, so mm. all of that's really important at the outset. So you said before that you put both you know, the new policy and the old one in front of the client and they have to yep. decide. So that's that's how the process goes? They don't decide. I give them the information mm. and then we discuss it. Because it wouldn't be right for them to decide, would it? otherwise you wouldn't be an advisor. Well I think they always have to be the last, that, you know, yeah. they have to make the final decision because mm. they've got to wear it. Um, but that's my job as mm. an advisor is to put them into the best situation possible. Mm. So we'll get through an underwriting stage. Let's say we do. We, we've, mm. got, we've got an insurer over here who doesn't do non-pharmac mm -hmm. chemo, mm. not guaranteed wordings, mm. uh, prices going up, no ability to put excesses on. Maybe I can move them to an insurer that could be more cost, you know, cost effective. It could be all of those things that I've said that are important. Mm. But I get through that process and find that they've actually got some things that's really good to keep that one there. Mm, mm. I can still take this one too, but with a really high excess. Mm. That's so, the best way of doing um, and, business. And so what do your advisors not like about your process? I, th I think they just get frustrated with it, right? Mm, so yeah. the, I want to point out that I don't believe New Zealand advisors, as a rule, do their business, go about their business every day, um, you know, trying to rip off New Zealanders by any stretch. No. In fact, it's very much the opposite, mm. but we're not good at telling people what we do mm. really well. They, they, they tell a story, but they don't document a story. Mm. And mm. that's the difference that we're going into this new yeah, regime. Yeah. So we've actually got to help people understand how to document the story, mm. how to send the offer of terms. It's mm. all very well we can accept offer of terms now without actually mm. any uh, written trail. Mm. The insurers are quite happy to get things issued. But we've actually got to do a lot more in the documentation of it because that's what the, uh, the the regulators are actually going to require of us. Mm. Um, so they get frustrated. Yes, yeah. They get knocked back. Mm. Um, in our world, we won't pay an advisor until that file's compliant. So there's oh, okay. always a bit of niggle. Ah, oh, yeah. So do you lose be. advisors over that? I have. Yeah, I yeah. have lost, lost advisors. And I want to say they're not bad people. Mm, and mm. they invariably weren't people that were doing the wrong thing. Mm, mm. They just are struggling with the documentation of yeah, it. Yeah. And in this new regime, I can't carry that. Yeah, no, no, that's a good yeah. good point. Now, coming on to your other hat you wear, so you're yep. the, uh, what's, 
MDR two <coughs> million dollar roundtable. You're the yep. New Zealand. I am president. Is it? Yeah. Uh, no. no, New Zealand chair. New Zealand chair. <laughs> so tell me, MDRT. You go off to the conferences. What do you really like about MDRT, and what does it do to help you in your business? I love the fact that I'm sitting down with uh, practitioners from around the world that are also going through elements of what we're going through mm. um, with regulation. Some of a lot further down the track than what mm. we are, so you're garnishing a lot of information there. But to be fair, and I've said it to you before, it's chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. Um, in New Zealand, you're busy, you're going about your business, you're, you're doing all the things you do. You never take enough time to, to fill your tank up. Mm. Um, when I'm training advisors, I always needed to come up with new ideas, mm. new ways of doing mm. things. Mm. It also allows you to understand how unique we are in New Zealand and how blessed we are to have ACC, mm. how blessed we are to have the public um, hospital system that we do have, mm. and and how blessed we are to have the products that we have. Mm -hmm. Because in you know not all countries have the product ranges that we we do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it 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 allows us to just let off some steam but go and meet some really cool people. Yeah, and to qualify for MDRT, how hard is that in New Zealand? A lot easier than what people realise. Mm. Uh, so it's $140,000 worth of commission income. Mm -hmm. So and it's around $80,000 worth of new business, mm -hmm. depending on what you're earning. Mm. Uh, it's not that hard. No, no. Um, and there's a lot more people in New Zealand that uh, would qualify and could qualify now than, than what who, who belongs. And so this year it's in Dubai? So we've got the annual meeting in June, mm -hmm. June the 6th, um, that's in LA. Mm -hmm. That's the main meeting, that's mm. the one that tends to attract about fourteen to 15,000 people. Last year it was 12,000. Then we have Dubai, which mm. is the global, it's the second year of global. Sydney last year was the first and that's uh, 31st of August mm. through to uh, 3rd of September. And then we have top of the table. So can I just say, those that haven't gone to the top of mm. the table that qualify that for a New Zealand, wow, what an amazing meeting. It's smaller, it's more intimate, and you're really rubbing shoulders with some of the best in the world. Yeah. At that level, mm. um, I'm looking forward to that one this year. No, it should be exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Kat, for having having Cheers. taking the time to come in today. Thank so you. I've enjoyed that. Excellent. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you.